0: Lord, Holy Spirit, we just invite you just to hover and brood over each one of us this morning, Lord God, and bring about your purpose and your plan. Lord, I pray that you'd get under our skin. I pray, Lord God, you get in the little safes and the little nooks and crannies of our spirit, soul, and body, Lord God, and affect change. Lord God, I pray that you would bring about the rule and the reign of Jesus, into our lives, Lord God, this morning. I pray, Lord God, you'd light the blue touch paper. Lord God, I pray that you'd do something new, and something real and something authentic. I pray, Lord God, Holy Spirit, that you'd come and set us aright and are on the right course. We pray, Lord God, that we would look at the compass that you're setting before us, Lord God, and go true north, that we would head in your direction, In your way, with all the resources of heaven and the backing of God, El Shaddai, God. Lord God, just please come. Take my meager words, Lord God, and make them sharp as a two-edged sword. And pierce each heart, Lord God, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Three glasses of water. Um, So... Uh, if you want a title for this, I've uh, called it Latent or Blatant, because it seems to me in these days that that's the choice that we have as Christians. There's, there's a, something in each one of us and in the kingdom of God that is so latent that it needs to manifest itself and become blatant. It's time. It's not, it's not the time to tweak and adjust, in my opinion. It's not the time to rearrange the furniture or give the walls a new color trying to do something. It's time to be blatant. It's time for God to break in and break out in a new and living way. Uh, it's been said many times, you know, if this is as good as it gets... Then I'm gone. (laughs) And I know a lot of you, if not all of you, feel like that. If this is as good as it gets, then... Don't look at me like that, people. If this is as good as it gets, then it's a poor show. And uh, I know for for me and many, many here, Holy Spirit has been brooding and hovering over us with a healthy, godly dissatisfaction. Is it just me? (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> and uh, I personally am so excited that I just can't hide it, and I don't know there's going to be anyway. And uh, those of you who don't know that song, you're not doing it anyway. Um, but at the same time, I have a, a, a sense of fear, a sense of awe that this God that we serve, that I've served for 40 years, is He's, he's taken my breath away. And although it's a broad place, it's a narrow way, isn't it? And I feel as though, you know, the, the Holy Spirit came down upon Jesus as a dove. One of the most skittish birds that ever, and it didn't come down as a big eagle and grabbed onto his shoulders. And so we could run around and be, but he came as a dove. And I thought, well, wonder what it's like walking through life with a dove on your shoulder. You'd be very circumspect, wouldn't you? Because they are skittish birds, and Holy Spirit wants us to be so sensitive to Him and so in tune with Him as we take each step. And uh, and so, although it's a broad place, I'm living in this narrow way where I'm I'm just so wanting to please Him. You know, we're running a a five week course in November called A Prophetic People. And part of this sermon is to maybe encourage us to, uh, to be blatant. Because within us as individuals and with us, within us as a church, a charismatic church, there is so much here, so much in the wells of your life, so much depth and treasure, and power, and authority. So much of heaven on the inside of each one of us. But I don't see much manifesting. I don't see it. the correlation isn't happening. I said a couple of months ago, I feel like a 30-watt bulb, and I look to heaven and I think, glory. And I, and I represent him like a 30-watt bulb. Let me read some scriptures to you that I, I've read the Bible through many times and I've read this scripture many times but this time it hit me with a a, a force it's Hebrews 2 and it says all this in the Amplified since all this is true which is talking about chapter 1 about how God spoke through the prophets and through Moses now he's starting to talk to us by his son it says since all this is true we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard. I was reading that on my bed and I felt a sense of of heaviness, a sense of weight to that, a kabod, a glory, that this day in which we live, these heady days, this serious time, 2019, since all of this is going on, since all this is true, we need to pay much closer attention to the truths that we have heard lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. Amen? Oh me, who Oh God. Is that scary to you? If it isn't, you need a check from the neck-off. That is scary stuff. Holy Spirit is saying we need to pay much more attention to the truths that we have all heard lest they drift past us and slip away. Oh, God in heaven, I sometimes say, Lord, I wish you had made me a robot so that I would be a better Christian. I would please him more. I'd be a better son. And uh, But that's not the point, is it? He wants us to, as sons and daughters, walk with him in fellowship. Hand in hand. For if the message given through angels, the law spoken by them to Moses, was authentic and proved sure, and every violation and disobedience received an appropriate, just adequate penalty, how shall we escape if we neglect and refuse to pay attention to such a great salvation? There's an old-fashioned word called swoon, isn't it, you swoon? I don't really know what it means, but that made me swoon. You know, when Wesley preached, all women would swoon in the presence of God. <laughs> they would go giddy. And that scripture just made me swoon, just, it, it took me back How shall we, if we neglect, how shall we escape if we neglect such great salvation? We talk about the cross and Jesus hanging on the cross and bleeding dry. There's no superlative superlative that can describe that act 2,000 years ago, is there? His death. You know, in the 1890s to the 1940s, newspapers used to have a morning edition and they used to sell them on the streets and uh, just one edition a day. But if breaking news of significance happened, they would bring out what was called an extra edition. I feel like a newsboy today. And they used to stand on street corners late in the afternoon shouting, Extra, extra, read all about it. I feel like that today. Extra, extra, read all about it. God shakes his slumber in church. His son's imminent return. Extra, extra, read all about it. That's the truth. That's the truth. Jesus is coming back. Extra, extra, read all about it. That's the scream of the Holy Spirit, I believe. This feels like to me an extra addition. I've read this. I know this 40 years ago. And now it's Holy Spirit is coming to this church. And is screaming. Read all about it. God shakes his slumbering church. To wake them for his son's imminent return. Imminent return. A bride spotless and prepared. For the wedding feast. Are you there? Or, or, or as Chris said, at least are we here, not there? Are we walking towards that goal? Are you latent or are you blatant? Because there, there is a stark difference. I say this all of the time. I'm sorry to bore you, but you're either in or out. You're on or off. You're black or white. You go to hell or heaven. You are, Jesus said you're for me or against me. There's no neutral ground, no middle ground, no gray. And that's, our, that's got to be our heart's cry, isn't it? In or out, on or off, life or death, choose you this day. There was no third choice. Latent or blatant. Let me give you a dictionary. I'm going to maybe get into a science lesson here. I apologize, but I think the point's are relevant. Latent means this. Being hidden or concealed, existing but not yet manifest, lying dormant, latent. Being hidden or concealed, existing but not yet manifest, lying dormant, latent. Unashamedly conspicuous, very obvious, done without embarrassment. I started to wonder about the percentages in my life. How much am I latent and how much am I blatant in my life of love to you, to him, to everybody? How much is latent and how much is blatant? In my life of faith, in my life of ministry, how much is latent, and how much is blatant. And I'm absolutely 100% committed to know that this God of mine is saying, is shouting as loud as you can take it, he wants us to be blatant. Everything that is stored here in Christ, crucified, everything that's under, concealed, lying, dormant, existing, yet not manifest, he absolutely wants it to be Very obvious, done without embarrassment, unashamedly conspicuous. I love Jesus. 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 (laughs) Do you know, for 10,000 years, I'll never get tired of saying that. To his face. <laughs> I love Jesus. He's the best thing ever. He's the most exciting man that ever was, ever will be. I love Jesus. I am gonna be unashamedly conspicuous. Woo-hoo! Yeah! I love Jesus. Extra, extra, read all about it. There are two basic forms of energy. Get a bit sciencey here, not much. There's potential energy and there's kinetic energy. The definition again potential energy is this the energy in a body due to its position or state, kinetic energy is the energy in a body due to its motion, potential energy. I'm going to get to something in a minute. I'm so fed up, Honestly, I'm so teased off, brassed yeah, of, of hearing about my potential. I've had enough. I've really had enough. I'm fed off of knowing or hearing about who I am in Christ. I'm fed off of it. Does that sound wrong? But you know what I'm saying? Because I'm full now. See, this match that I'm holding, it has potential energy because of its state and because of its position. And your position makes more potential. For instance, I've used this before. If I was in the middle of the ocean in my cozy, not, I'm sorry to put you off your dinner, but if I was in the ocean, in my cozy, at midnight, and I had this, and I'm bobbing about this, this, is, this match's potential is decreased quite a lot. Yeah? But imagine I'm in the middle of the Australian bush. It hasn't rained for three weeks. And it's 40 degrees. This now becomes one of the most dangerous things on the planet. This little thing here now can set the world on fire because of its potential, because of its position and state. Is anyone getting this? Do you know who you are? Do you know where you are? How much more teaching can I take about my potential, my position, my identity before I actually move Do I need little name tags sewn into my collar? If you don't know sarcasm, that was sarcasm right there, right? My mum used to sew when I was this high with my gloves on a string through my sleeves because I was a baby, used to sew little tags, Jimmy Brown. How do we need that anymore, people? Listen, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong if you're a new Christian and you don't know who you are in Christ. Get all the teaching, all the tapes, the books, the counsel, the nurture you can take. But I know there's people in here who are long in the truth. The majority of us have known Jesus enough that we don't need any more teaching about who we are in Christ. But that's what we cry, oh God, tell me again how special I am. (laughs) Tell me again, Lord, who I am in you. Please, just once again, lest I forget. Do you know what? It's nonsense. I know who I am. I don't need any more knowing. I need some more doing. I need to get my faith into gear and put it into action and put my foot down. And I think most of you listening to my voice now are exactly the same. Yeah. Hallelujah. Isaac Newton's first law says this. I'm not looking for it in the Bible. Isaac Newton's first law says this. An object will remain at rest. God. An object will remain at rest unless compelled to change by the action of an external force. Hello. An object will remain at rest unless compelled to change by the action of an external force. Let me read something to you again. You've heard this hundreds and hundreds of times. I know you have. And it's to my shame that I've heard that. This truth What I'm going to read to you now. So many times. And hardly done, diddly, squat. That's Greek for nothing. Acts 1 verse 8 says this. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency and might when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be blatant. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the very bounds of the earth. Isaac Newton's first law in case you've forgotten. An object will remain at rest unless compelled to change by the action of an external force, how much shoving do we need? We have received, I'm, 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 I don't even want to say this because we've heard it so many times. We have received the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. How much force? Do you need, do I need, before I move from my place of rest and I'm compelled to change? What do we need? Can God do any more? You can answer. You can shout. Can God do any more for any of us? He can't. He can't. It's a done deal. He hung there and said, it's finished. He didn't say, I'm finished. He said, it's finished. It's, it's done. We have, I'm saying it again, just for you. We have the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, dwelling on the inside of each one of us, and happy to do so. The question obviously is, what am I doing with that force, if you will? All due godly respect to the Lord, Holy Spirit. Am I applying that force? Am I yielding to that force? Or am I just staying at rest? Because that's what will happen. Unless we engage with the Holy Spirit. Unless we engage and become a prophetic people. Unless we engage with these truths that I'm sick and tired of listening to. You know what I'm saying when I say that, don't you? I don't want to know it anymore with my, my two and a half pound of fat in my head. It's a small one. I want to know it in my experience. I want to know those truths in the earth. I want them to tabernacle and then be birthed through a life that's intimate with him. And he is blatant. You don't have to turn to this. This is again amplified. See, when I have relationship with him, that Isaac Newton's first law says, an object will remain at rest unless compelled to change. It sounds wrong, doesn't it? Being compelled. But there is a compulsion to the love of God. There is a compelling in the love of God. I know in my life, when I get on my bed and I'm with God, and He is irresistible, when He is so blessedly gorgeous, I'll do anything for Him. I don't know about your life. I pray some prayers in my bedroom, and then I have to go and live them. And then I rebuke the devil. And I'd already made a covenant with God in my bedroom. It's nothing to do with the devil. Do you get that? He is so irresistible. He compels me to change. Does that make sense to you? It's not a compulsion with a big stick. It's not if you don't, I'll beat the living daylights out of you. It's because 2 Corinthians 5.14 says this. For the love of Christ... In the authorized vision, version, it says, constrains me. But in, in the Amplified, it says this, for the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us. It controls, it urges, and it impels. Maybe, if we do the science, seriously, I'm not judging you guys, I'm, I'm judging me, if anything, right? And there's no condemnation. But seriously, if we do the science, Romans 5.5, 5, he's getting fed up for saying that as well, Pastor Rob. It says in Romans 5.5 5, that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It says in 2 Corinthians here that the love of God urges, controls, and impels. Then do we have to ask a question? How much love of God do I have in my heart? Ooh, that's gone quiet. Serious, these are the questions we've got to ask. If it's not happening, we have to backtrack somehow and get to the place of the truth and say, the fuse is blown. There's nothing wrong with the power station. There's nothing wrong at Sellafield. No use ringing in Sellafield and saying, check your, your heavy water and your, your, your core reactors. It's here. It's about us being filled with holy spirit impelled by holy spirit because i know because it happens with me that when i know his love i'm controlled i'm urged i'm 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 impelled i'm constrained does that make sense does anybody feel guilty (laughs) but we should not guilty in the sense of condemn condemnation but convicted people of god let's get real We don't need any more nice sermons. (laughs) We don't, do we? We've all had nice sermons where we've had our shoulders rubbed, our heads patted, our egos massaged, about the potential, the latency, and it's time to become blatant. It's time to know. Have you got the Holy Spirit? Well, he will shed abroad in your heart the the love of God. And here it says, the love of God constrains me. It causes me to be blatant. I can't help myself. So if we're not moving somehow, the science says, we need to get a grip. Seriously, do we? You can, if I, you know, I wish you all had tomatoes, and if you didn't agree, you could throw them at me. Because I don't want to be wrong. Because you don't need me to be wrong. I'm trying to be as right and as scriptural and as as sincere, authentic as possible. And I don't want to put you down or or, or anything negative like that. But this, we've got to start speaking truth in love and then urging each other to buck up. Latent or blatant. Hallelujah. How many people know you can't switch gravity off? You just can't, can you? You can only overcome gravity. And aeroplanes use a higher law, the law of thrust and lift. You cannot switch off the law of sin and death, it has to be overcome. And Romans 8, 2 talks about the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. You know, astronauts lose 20% muscle mass in 5 to 11 days in zero gravity zero gravity means muscle atrophy (laughs) zero gravity means muscle atrophy and some of us run away from gravity of God some of us are not engaging with the law of the spirit of life so we come under the law of sin and death If we don't engage the laws of thrust and lift, we do not take off because you can't switch gravity off. Do you want it easy? You can say, yeah, because I do. I want it easy. I want, I've read the Bible and I've looked for the loopholes. And there are no loopholes. There is no quick fix, no shortcut, no easy route. That's the way of it. So now, because I've got a lightning-fast brain, how do I have success? How do I have victory? Well, it doesn't work by just sitting still. It works by the laws of the Spirit. So now, like in James, he says, welcome them as friends, these various trials and and temptations. They're, They're good, because now, like an eagle, when I see a cloud... I can I'm gonna go high. Because that's what the eagle does. He sees the cloud as an opportunity to go high. The thermals. Whereas we're down here, or on the on the on the telephone wires. Or listen, you're not a chicken. But if you keep doing that and eating seeds, you are. There will always be resistance, people of God. There will always be resistance. Get ready for resistance. Get ready for resistance. Get ready for resistance. Get ready for resistance. There will always be resistance. There will always be resistance. It's, it, is everybody getting this? There will always be a struggle. There will be stuff coming against you 24 hours a day. The law of, the law of sin and death is active. This world is not getting better by politics, by Brexit, by a general election or anything else like that. It's going to get better as the salt and the light, you and me, engage with the Holy Spirit. Have that love of God shed abroad in our hearts and engage with him and be constrained by that love and do something Latent or blatant. That's as much as it that's as sharp as it gets. It's either latent, not manifest, or it's got to be blatant. I know God Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning and is 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 like Harold comforting his troops, poking you up the to, to to encourage you to move in him, to become a prophetic people, to be To become the people of God that he's been saying that we are for years and years and years. But we have to make a decision. He's made a decision. He keeps telling us. I've made a decision. It ain't going to be latent anymore. I can't do it latent. It has to become blatant. This is what I am. This is who I am. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I represent Someone bigger and better than you, I represent a king. I resent, I. Represent, I represent a kingdom that is far greater than your criticism, your mockery, your tribulation, whatever you can throw this way, I got, I'm in him. I've come to realize now, after 40 years, I've got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Bring it on. Come on, people. This has got to be our attitude rather than, God, tell me again who I am. Checking your collar for your name. People of God, that time is gone. Seriously. Lest, uh, to square the circle slightly, how shall we neglect such grace salvation? Lest it drift away from us. That's our potential as well. That's a possibility that each one of us will let these truths drift I wish I didn't have that, that choice. I, I wish I didn't. That truth wasn't true. I wish it would be obvious. I wish it would be absolutely carved in stone that I would fulfill my destiny in God. But, no, getting controversial now. Mm. We have to work with God, we have to yield to the Holy Spirit. We have to allow him and engage with that allowance so that something different will happen. Insanity says if I do it the same way and expect different results. Do That's just nonsense. Well, what about this omniscient God? Let's try and land this machine. What about El Shaddai? What about this all-powerful God? Is he latent or blatant? Psalm 19 verse 1 says this, the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament firmament even proclaims his handiwork. We went to Yugoslavia with Gary years and years ago, and we were late, were we? We were delayed. We got there in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock or something like that, no street lights, no pollution whatsoever, and I remember getting outside the house where we were staying on, I was just slobbering with awe, <laughs> if you can slobber with awe, and I just wanted to go and grab like seventeen or eighteen hundred universes, uh, galaxies. It was so clear, it was so bright, I could see clouds of stars and oh, I was just like I was I was like a, a kid in a sweet shop. It was just wonderful. You know, if I was God I'd have made I'd have made earth. And maybe the nine planets and the sun for a bit of heat in the moon for a bit of light at night. That's all I'd have done because I'm just the enough guy, don't I, Nick? Not anymore. But God, this is how I see it. God had a thought, and it was you. And He went, "Come on!" And He went, basic! And He went, Phew! And there's millions and millions. We just big build bigger telescopes to see the glory of God, don't we? They talk about dark matter and, and these galaxies and pulsars and, and supernovas, and, and all it screams to me is, Jim, I love you. <laughs> That's what I see. Jimmy Brown, I love you. Obvious, conspicuous, without embarrassment. He went off his. He, went, he lost it for a moment in time and just went, because of my sons and daughters. I love you. He was as blatant as it gets. What about John 3.16? God. God so loved the world. God so loved the world. God so loved the world. So loved you, Eddie. He so loved you. There was no latency in the cross. Nothing latent about it. It was conspicuous. Boom! He gave His only begotten Son. How blatant is God? How blatant is God? The same God that resides on the inside of you is blatant, is conspicuous, is very obvious. And you wouldn't know it some days, would you? (laughs) You just wouldn't know it. Spot the Christian. The, the, The bookmark with the judge, if you were... Accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to get a conviction? It's still true, isn't it? The oldies are the best. Let me read this: Colossians chapter two, verse fifteen. In the Amplified, says this about the things that were ranged against us are sin and every demon that it was ever it is ever created. It says this. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display, a public example, in triumphing over them in him and in the cross. Isn't that good? That Greek word there is I. <laughs> it's when the Roman generals would would. would would get the king of the defeated country and all his armies, and they would would march them through the city. And then they would get the king of the country that was defeated, and in front of all the crowds, they would tear off their epaulets. They would be dressed in all their gear, tear off their medals, until they were stark naked. Then they would get them on the floor and put their foot on their neck. Affective, the whom look it up. He made a public display. God is blatant, and we don't know it. And that's why we are latent. God is blatant. God is blatant. God has done so much that is so obvious, and somehow we've been fooled or deceived or become comfortable that it's not real in our lives. Hallelujah. Uh, When I was uh, preparing this, I just, this is old. This is all old stuff, isn't it? There's nothing new under the sun. Glory to Jesus, though. You know, when an eagle, this is how I see it today. uh, God, as an eagle, when he's doing certain things, he just hovers over the nest. He just says to the little eaglets, I'm your dad. Who's your dad? Who's your dad? I'm your dad. And he just hovers this mighty bird. But he's got a different look in his eye. So on one particular day, he gets a different look in his eye. And the little eaglets look and go, Dad, you're not looking the same. And he hovers and he goes, "Mm." however, eagles talk. And he hovers. And then he starts to get the little soft down of the nest. And starts chucking it out the nest. And the little eaglets go, hang on a moment. what's going on? Are you having a laugh? And that's what I believe is happening in this church. God has shown himself mighty and powerful. Because what he's saying to the eaglets he says, Do you know who I am? It's who you are. And he tears the soft down out of the nest until sticks are sticking in all kinds of places that they don't feel comfortable. Oh, hey, Dad. I don't like this. It's uncomfortable. And he flies and he shows them, this is what you can do. This is who you are. 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 This is what you can do. Jesus said, greater works than I did will you do. This is who you are. And he makes the nest more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable until eventually, That look in his eye turns into action. And it might come in different ways. It might come that one vision, housing, of changing your accommodation. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? And we've all got situations like Anne, in a different form. And he's saying, who are you? It's about time now. I've told you enough. Who are you? And he chucks you out the nest. Because he wants you to become blatant. Because if we stay in the nest, we will die. And those truths that we know will drift, us, will drift by us. He wants us to become blatant. And I don't believe we're living up to our potential. We've heard about it, we've read about it, we've talked about it, we've written great songs about it, we've sung about it. And you know what I believe? Just says the Lord, it's late in the day. It's late in the day. I hope you're getting this. uh, Otherwise, I'm crackers. And I don't mind being crackers, because I love Jesus. But what I'm saying, I believe 100%. And what I'm saying, I'm doing my best to live. Because I know I'm a changed man. Like Rob keeps saying, he's had a, uh, an awakening, if you will. Extra, extra. Read all about it. God shakes his slumbering church for his son's imminent return. Imminent return. But it is late in the day, people. It's late in the day. Seriously, it's late in the day. Matthew 25, verses 5 and 6 says this. While the bridegroom lingered and was slow in coming, they all began nodding their heads and they fell asleep. But at midnight, there was a shout. Behold, the bridegroom, The bridegroom, go out to meet him. Thus says the Lord, I can't say this strong enough, I can't. I think this describes the church, I really do. Because he lingered and was slow in coming, they began nodding their heads and they fell asleep. This is where we are today, I believe. But at midnight, there was a shout. I don't want to shout now. I might frighten you. But there is a shout. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. There is a shout today. There is a a shout right now. There is a shout for you individually. There is a shout for this church. Behold the bridegroom. Behold, that's the shout today for you. Behold the bridegroom. Go out to meet him. Amen. Go out to meet him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you're worth it. I want to tell you, you you're so worth it. You're worth it, Jesus. You're worth it. You're worthy and you're worth it. And Lord God, I pray that we would have ears to hear in these days, Lord God. I'm hearing you, Lord God. And as for me and my house, I'm going out to meet you, Lord God. I pray for this church, for each individual and anyone who listens to the download, Lord God, that we will take you at your word, We will behold you in all your glory and your beauty, and that we will make a decision to go out, whatever that means to each one of us, and as a a body, Lord God, to go out and meet you where you are, Lord God, into the highways and the byways, to take, Lord God, the church on the streets, Lord God, to go where you're sending us, Lord God, spirit, soul. And body, Because you are already there, Lord God, we're not going to find. Find you're not there. You're calling us out, Lord God, to be blatant in these days, to give glory to your to your name, Lord God, to represent you more fully, more powerfully, more authentically, and more genuinely, Lord God. Oh, Father God, please, by your Spirit, Lord God, come and do super abundantly what we could ever ask or think. Keep waking us, keep shaking us, Lord God, and keep taking us on in this journey. In Jesus' name, amen.